0: morning and good afternoon depending on wherever you at the time of this recording this is episode 63 of the restricted zone podcast and i'm with a large crew today and we're talking strictly basketball nba in particular uh joining the mediator introduce yourself man good evening <laughs>
1: fellas how you doing let's talk some basketball tonight
0: absolutely Mars. introduce yourself man yo color thanks for having me let's have a good episode Absolutely, man. K, I'm glad you got here. Lodge, introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? How you doing today? Yes, sir. Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Let's get to it. Absolutely. Johnny, introduce yourself, man. Glad you're back. Hello, world.
2: Just Johnny tapping happening again. It's good to be back.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. As I said before at the beginning, this is strictly basketball, a lot of NBA news and topics to. Uh, discuss and talk about recently uh, we have our final matchup the Celtics and the Warriors uh, some, some people had the heat and you know honestly, I was surprised the Warriors honestly made it this far I had the Suns going but it is what it is I'm going to swing it to Jonah now the media for this episode let's get it Jonah
1: alright fellas so the conference finals have just wrapped up three seeded Warriors in the West eliminate the Mavs 4-1 to one to go to their 6th finals in the last eight years and in the east the Celtics the number two seed take out the heat four games to three and seven to move on in the east so just flat out I just want to get some first just thoughts reactions you know were we surprised by these results how do you guys feel overall Kyrie I'll start with you
3: um, So I'm not necessarily reply, re- surprised by any of the results.
4: Um, I definitely expected the, the Warriors to handle the Dallas Mavericks. I knew Luka Doncic himself wasn't going to be enough to take on that, that juggernaut that we've become so familiar with when, when Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, even though he wasn't the Clay Thompson we know um, throughout the entire series, Draymond Green, uh, Andrew Wiggins, and even Kevon Looney, who – was playing like a madman out there, just really exposed the Dallas Mavericks front line and their lack of size and lack of physicality. Um, I wasn't surprised at all by the how the Warriors finished that out. Um, I can't really say I was surprised either with um the Boston and Miami series. I, I fully expected it to go seven games. Um I expected Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to play really, really good, especially since uh the Miami Heat were simply just beat up. Uh you look at Kyle Lowry and how Bad. He played, he missed the first two games, and when he came in, he shot under thirty percent from the field and thirty percent from the line, putting up just under ten points a game. And um, he just didn't have his rhythm. Tyler harrell being out those two games um really hurt him too because that took away one of their best scoring options. And uh Thorny gave Bissett, who, who's a good shooter, he's a good rhythm, he's a good rhythm guy, a good glue group, group piece to have. He just wasn't that answer there. And I it really confused me that Victor Aladipo didn't get, get the start in those two games. showing him throughout the playoffs. And um, towards the end of the regular season, what he could do and his uh, kind of new role with the Heat coming off the bench and not really being that that main guy we've seen him be or that second or third option we've seen him be on, on teams in the past. So it was kind of that kind of surprised me. And um, I guess one of the main things that I really wanted to harp on um, as far as the Miami Heat goes is just at first I felt like it was Bam out of bio being played wrong. I felt like the Miami Heat were just using him wrong. But the more and more I watch this series, I just came to the conclusion that when this up, when Bam Adebayo is playing like a premier center, he, he, he's not the same. He's not, he's not assertive. He's not aggressive and he doesn't look to get his own buckets and he's kind of just out there. And, uh, we've seen it in the, the previous series with the, with the Philadelphia 76ers when Joel Embiid missed the first two games. Bam Adebayo put a back to back 20 point games. And then when Embiid comes back from injury, he pretty much goes non-existent, and we've seen that in this series too. When the Celtics did have Rob Williams available, Rob Williams was just clogging up the paint and really, just he he, he made Bam out of bio useless. That like let's just say what it was. He made Bam useless, and and Bam kind of knew that. He knew that he was going up a, an elite shot blocker, and an elite rebounder, and um a guy that can move well in the perimeter, just like he does. He just does so many. He just does so many things on the defensive end. And um, go to go along with guys like Grant Williams and, and Al Horford who had himself a hell of a playoff so far. Um, it was just too much for him. And uh, like I said, at first I felt like it was Miami not using him right. Uh, you could look at the stats and, and that kinda is the, that kinda is true when you look at the fact that Jimmy Butler took almost 50 more shots than him. And I get it, Jimmy Butler is your main option, but when you're playing a team like this, everybody has to get involved, everybody has to play well, and everybody has to contribute. And for most nights, that just wasn't what it was for Bam Adebayo, who I, I really expected to step up this playoffs. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. I, I really am just, dis- I really was just disappointed with what I've seen from Bam. Um, again, I get it. They were gas. Uh, they were dealing with injury problems, but hey, they made it a seven game series. If it weren't for how tight it was called, the refs kept the games called. And if it weren't for all the ticky-tack fouls and just, like, the constant free throws, I felt like the series would have been a lot, a lot better, a lot more exciting. Um, But still, for a seven-game series, I can't complain too much. The Celtics came out victorious. They did really well. And um, I'm excited to see the, the finals matchup between them and the Warriors. I think the Boston Celtics match up with the Warriors from top to bottom better than the Miami Heat do, which is why I think it's the better series. Um. Yeah, so that's all, that's all I really got for for the most part. For real, for real, uh, I, I think it's going to be a good final series. I'm, I'm really excited to see. I think that might go seven games as well. All right, now Lodge,
3: would you
1: would it would it be unfair to call the Heat, you know, a fraud as a one seed, or were they just really plagued by injuries?
4: I wouldn't really call them a fraud, so to say, specifically the way they played throughout the regular season and started out the postseason. Um, like, like you just said, getting plagued by injuries. You know, you had Kyle Lowry, missed, I think he had a hamstring injury or a, or like a quad injury, I, I believe. I believe Tyler Harrell just got struck with an injury, I think, game three where he just started playing, where he didn't play at all. And I think he tried to play game seven, but he only ended up playing like seven minutes. Um So, yeah, I really would say, they were played by injury, but I do want to point out while we're on the heat, the fact that they paid Duncan Robinson like seventy million, and he literally sat out for like two straight series, maybe because he couldn't. <laughs> Ninety million. Ninety million. Yeah, yeah. I tried to cut him short. My bad. That's even worse. So it's just like to me that that's a big factor more than probably even Bam and Tyler Hero. Like some people said, Tyler Hero may have played even before injury. He might have played inconsistent or on and off, so to say. But I feel like the bigger picture is the fact that they paid Duncan Robinson, I think, the most bread. Well, honestly, he paid him before Tyler Hero, and, and, and look what happened. So, yeah, I think that was my biggest gripe with the Miami Heat. I feel like they went out on the shield. Um, talk about Jimmy's shot, I feel like after a while, I kind of was frustrated that he took the shot. But when I really realized what was going on, considering everybody was hurt, nobody was making shots that night, and really, he, I'm gonna be honest with you. if That game would have went to overtime. I don't think Jimmy would could have finished out the entire uh, overtime and, and thug out the win. So I was, I felt like the shot was actually kind of, it it was needed. You know, he, it was a good look, open shot. So, yeah, I just feel like they went out good. But the Duncan Robinson thing really pisses me off.
3: And if anyone I just to.
4: Can I just chime in on that shot real quick? Because yeah. I really, yeah. I really did have a big problem with it just because of the situation it was. Um, I get it. Jimmy Butler played the entire 48 minutes of that game seven, but in a situation like that, when you're coming full speed downhill at an Al Horford, a 35 year old Al Horford, I'll I, I have, I, I'll say, and he has four fouls. I feel like you kind of got to try to force that. You, you have to take that to the rim pass, either try finishing through him and getting the foul or. Finally, Victor Aladipo who was uh, who was running the lane and Jalen Brown, you can see it, he was really he was ready to come over if Jimmy was to take that drive. He even said it in the in the press conference where he said when Jimmy took that three, he was kinda like, What the hell? He wasn't expecting it. He was fully expecting Jimmy to kinda to to have his way with Al Horford and trying to take him to the rim and either get that in one, get the foul, or whoever he played out. But I just felt like he had more options than that three and they had the time. It was just I, I feel like it was just one, it was kind of not really a heat check, but like that, that hero moment. He, he really he wanted that hero moment. Too bad, but he didn't have that. He didn't have the energy. He didn't have the stamina to kind of convert it. So I, I did have a problem with the shot. It's just, just while we we're on the topic, I felt like he should have went at Al Horford. He gave him his fifth foul, and I I do agree with Lodge, though. If they were to go to an overtime, if that were to lead to an overtime, I definitely think Boston would have taken them on. But you still had the upper hand where one of their main defensive acres, Al Horford, is going into overtime with five fouls, you could just hunt him out and try to X him out and, and you know, get him to draw that six foul and, and make him the focal point of your offense to attack him. So, yeah, that's just what I had to chip in on it real quick. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the shot whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it was odd. You know, they're only down by two. There was about 18 seconds left on the clock. They had plenty of time to just settle down, and I don't know how many timeouts were left, but – whether there's a timeout or not, you have plenty of time to set a play up and just get to, just go to the basket. But I want to switch over to the West real quick. Um, the Warriors, you know, people were, I guess, complaining that the Warriors always get, you know, easy rise to the finals. And again, everyone is saying that the Warriors kind of just coasted through. They took advantage of injuries and whatnot. But I mean, this is six times in eight years now. I mean, they went through a really rough patch the last couple of years, but they're back. Um they they just they just dismantled the Mavs. They dismantled them in five games. You know, can they be stopped?
3: And I I wanna send this over to uh uh Colin. Can uh, they be stopped?
1: Can okay, the Warriors be stopped? Uh I mean are they as good as we think they are or is it just You know, the competition and West, just their path to the finals, you know, it's just really convenient for them.
0: Uh, I honestly feel like one thing the Warriors have over the Celtics is, you know, experience. Uh, You know, Steph, Clay, Draymond, you know, Eagle Dollar, you know, experience. And experience has been shown time to time that, you know, uh, it comes in handy, you know, when it comes down to a little coaching adjustment plays and et cetera like that i feel like the warriors in my opinion because they're a veteran they've been through the weather and storms they might pull and win you know this will be curry's fourth championship this will be curry and clay's fourth championship right that'll be their fourth championship i think they will be yes if they win their fourth championship so you know if curry does get that fourth championship i want to kind of go back to what uh you know, Mar had talked about that, you know, in his eyes, he already thinks Curry is better than Kevin Durant, Uh, which I was a little bit surprised by that. But then I started to think about it and I was like, you know what he said kind of makes sense. And if Curry does win this fourth championship, I think that kind of does, you know, solidify him as, you know, he's already was one of the all time greats just based on his career and resume, how he revolutionized the game. But I think that'll kind of really cement that, you know. So, my opinion, I think the Warriors are, you know, I think the Warriors could definitely could definitely win this uh, championship. I feel like they don't really lack anything in terms of bench. You got Moses Moody, the rookies contributing, Jonathan Kaminga, Otto Porter Jr., and then Jordan Poole, the most improved player, the most improved player of the year, in my opinion, between him and Desmond Bain. So. All right, now, Mar, I know you're a
3: huge Luka fan. I know that's your boy he He did everything he could He averaged thirty
1: in a series. It just wasn't enough. Do you think he was lacking help? You know like th- does he need more help around him, or
5: was the Warriors just too good of a team for the Mavericks? And, um I feel like he does need more help, but that wouldn't have solved it anyway because I was saying this earlier the 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 teams that Luca played. But it being the Jazz
3: and the um, Suns, the
5: the thing that Steve Kerr di- did differently is they played his own. They tracked them. They made they played him how they played Devin Booker. So, I mean, he didn't really get his same sweet to his to his sweet spot how he wanted to. He couldn't get the matchups that he really wanted. When he did get the matchups, Steve Kerr noticed it and automatically threw his own. He he automatically switched, it and I knew it was coming. I already knew that was going to happen, so I already knew. I was hoping he could do it, but I knew he wasn't going to do it just because I knew Steve Kerr was going to play him differently than anybody else.
3: That's valid. Um, The Warriors
1: just <laughs> – they're just too good. It really didn't matter. Um, Johnny, I want to finish with you. Um, Just – Overall, your thoughts on both series, and I want to start predictions for the finals with you since you're going last.
2: I uh, well, appreciate it, guys. Uh, hey, I mean, I piggyback on what a lot of you guys said as far as um recapping both series, both sides of the uh, basketball. On the East Coast side, it, I, I I actually agree. I think the same thing you guys said. I think it came down to, um I don't want to say Miami. I don't think it was a too old thing because I've I, I mentioned before how... I'm a big fan of the culture that Miami builds. I'm also a big fan of the pedigree that Boston has, um, not particularly with the players, but from the front office, because I'm a firm believer in building an organization. It has to start from the inside out, and I think that these guys did the right moves like inside to make their team better outside. But Boston had like the slighter advantage. I will, I will agree with you guys as well. I disagree with the Jimmy Butler shot, mainly because that's just not his body of a player. Um, I think he got caught up in the, I uh, will basically the same thing that Luka Doncic got caught up when he was trying to fight the Warriors. He just um, got caught up in not trying to play hero ball, but I guess he figured that he can only trust himself in that moment. Didn't think right. I do agree as well. Go to the, go to the rack and try to get something towards the basket and put some pressure on the refs as well as that. And also with Bam Adebayo, he's he you gotta you gotta put like you know he he sometimes he's on the milk carton, and he's missing. And some in some days he's like, you know, first first guy in class, first guy in the seat. But he I, I wouldn't now it's hard to call him un- overrated. I, I I feel like he uh, he steps that jump shop steps that mid range jumper up a little bit better. So probably be like back to the caliber that we assume him to be. But I, I will say he was lackluster and he was like inconsistent in the playoffs as well. And that did get exposed. Um now on the West Coast side uh, I, the one thing that mainly surprised me in that Dallas Mavericks Warrior Series, I did too assume that the Warriors are going to win, but it's just the way that they won. Um, I was looking at matchups, guys, and the one matchup that stood out to me the most was Dwight Powell versus Kevon Looney, and I, maybe it's me, maybe I underrated or underestimated Kevon Looney, I just looked at him as a standout backup. I, this guy made me pull up his foul, man. I did not know he was a top 30 pick out of UCLA. This guy is a baller. <laughs> I understand they call him Looney Tunes, but I know Dallas is small. I thought Powell could actually hold his own against Kevon Looney. He's a backup big man. And even still, Golden State just shows you the type of depth and the type of understanding that Golden State has in their players. Uh, it it, it would, that That was probably like the most, a uh, very surprising standout matchup to me on that side. But I think where we are is where we're supposed to be. Um I did have I did have the series going seven on the East Coast. I just didn't know who would come out of that, but I I believe that we are where we're supposed to be right now. But as far as these predictions go, um this is tough guys. I but like I, I'm gonna have to go with the Warriors against Boston in this final series. I I will be honest though, I do not know how many games and that's only because the Boston Celtics have the best postseason road record this year. And Oracle Arena is probably the has probably been, been the toughest place to play this year so far. So I feel like um, after the first two games, we'll be able to gauge. But this is going to be a good series. I've got the Warriors over the Celtics. I just can't tell how many games because, man, Boston, dude, they, they are gritty on the road.
3: And I just want to
1: make a note that the Celtics will have home court advantage as the two seed. The Warriors are the three seed. So, just throwing that out there yeah. for your predictions.
2: Actually, yeah, yeah, good point. That's actually – and you know what's crazy? But my thing is, I always say with the Warriors, you got to beat them at home, bro. Clay hasn't missed at home in like a month. And it's – you got to – Boston's going to have to take two. Not two in a row, but they're going to have to take two in a row just to be in the vicinity to be able to uh, handle this Golden State Warriors team. That's an excellent note to add. Yeah, the Chase Center is not quite what Oracle
1: was. Oracle Arena was was a it's a special place. They moved into a new building, but you know it's the same it's the same crowd, same people, same Warriors fans. It's very loud in there, so um, it'll be tough for Boston. So Lodge,
3: I want to go to uh, go to you for your predictions. So. It's it's, it's it's gonna be
4: so at first I have it going six or seven going either way but as of right now, you had to if I had to really bet on one, I I might have to go with Boston strictly strictly because I feel like one I feel like they're they're their better defensive team like just top to bottom, like as far even we coming down to their star players Jalen Brown I mean Jason Tatum Jalen Brown and Steph Curry and Clay I don't think Clay is the the, the same defender he was three years ago. And on the other side, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, when it comes down to it, they are solid defenders. <clears throat> um, and as far as Kevin Looney thing, he had a shine in, in that Dallas series. And, but to be honest with you, I think Al Horford, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, they're they're all going to be on to that. I mean, he isn't, he wasn't really doing anything too unpredictable. I mean, they're going to be on that like, like Legos like in their sleep. Uh, now the key for me is this Marcus Smart. And the time he spent are down with his ankle. I don't know if that's going to swell up now. Um, hopefully he can play through it this
3: series. I feel like he's literally, if he's not able to play, I feel like their chances are pretty much slim. All right. And uh, Mars, your pick. Um... I got the Warriors and five.
5: Five? I, That's interesting. Yes, I got the Warriors in five because just like you guys were saying earlier, in the beginning, the Heat were banged up, and Boston slid away with that, and they were up like 17 at a point, and they slid away with that. So I just felt like them playing against a team that shoots more and is not is not afraid to shoot. They're gonna definitely play team basketball. They're gonna defend. They're gonna rebound. They're gonna do everything. So, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really think Luca was gonna win the game, but he ended up winning the one. So, I can see Jason Tatum winning the game, but I don't think any. I don't think he's gonna have any help. I just like the Warriors. It's just. Wait, well,
0: hey, hold on, Mario. You don't think he's going to have any help. You, you, know that you know what his
5: help is, right? I just said I don't, so enlighten me. Jalen Brown is a help. Oh, no. Yeah, no, 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 you got
3: to question no, that
5: consistency. no, 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 no. I don't want to no,
2: jump
0: in. You know,
2: I'm I like, sorry about that. I, I thought I knew no. what he was talking about. I thought I knew what he was talking about because when no. he said explain no, the help. Joe, he, I agree. I agree. Jalen Brown, he, he shows up sometimes. I totally, a hundred percent agree. Okay, it but, but
0: as well. Defense. He's a better defender than Tatum, so you know, I mean, the offense will come because he could definitely go out and give you thirty and forty. And, like and, and Jalen Brown played. Jalen Brown played more efficiently than what?
4: Jason Tatum in that last series as well. Yeah. He shot a better. He shot a better percentage out. from three. He shot forty percent from
3: three, and he only averaged one less point than, than Tatum. Right, Mar. you please
0: elaborate on it.
5: Well, mm. Jalen Brown is cool for 20 to 24 <laughs> points. He'll get you 25 and over on a good night. And I feel like if he gets that 25 and over, it just won't be that same game for Tatum. Cause like y'all said, he was more efficient than Jason Tatum. They don't really, they don't always click on the same night. Yeah, they're not on at the same night. But on the nights that they, on the nights
4: that they do click, bro, there's nothing you can do. A and, and a lot of, a lot of like those nights happen with Jason
5: game. Tatum. They got
4: to do it four
3: times.
4: It's, like Jalen Brown de- definitely steps up when Jay- when Jason Tatum is, when the defense focuses more on Jason Tatum, they're throwing double teams at him. They're running him off the screens. They're yeah. playing physical with him. That's when Jalen Brown steps up the most, and that's when he starts snapping the most. He's been doing it the do whole playoffs.
5: I mean, Jalen. I seen Jalen. I mean, listen, man. I seen what Jalen Brown had. with, like eighteen points one game. What yeah. he finished with like twenty twenty two. Yeah. So I mean, like when stuff like that happens. And you just never know when he's gonna be aggressive. He like I i I like watching Jalen Brown play, but I feel like he shoots too many threes and he falls in love with it too much. He'll have his night where he hits four to five threes and then he'll have his nights when he's one for six from the threes. Same for Jason Tatum. And the same for the Warriors. But I agree with I just, Jamar.
2: But I agree with Jamar. He he's 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 some tiny guys, and they're not on the same page at the same time. And, and if I they fall like when they got to yeah, do it four like, time
5: that's just the one game they're going to get, I feel like. Like, I just, I believe in Jason Tatum. Even if he's not for 21, I just don't believe in Jalen Brown. It's just, it's just harder for me. Like, we know who the alpha is, and we know Jalen Brown is the second guy. He can be that second guy. I like him, like I said, for 20 to 24. But you're going to need 25, and sometimes he can't even get you 25. That, that, like... Whether it's him getting to the free throw line
3: or shooting threes, it's just you. Just he's
5: I. I just don't. I don't believe in him. I. I, I can't. But let's sometimes. just assume
3: that
1: Browns. Let's let's just assume he averages about twenty to twenty four a game in, in his finals. That's not enough to win at least two. Assuming that Tatum, you know, pulls his
5: weight. Not like not not when not when your alpha is inefficient as Jason Tatum. I feel like when Jalen Brown shows up, Jason Tatum won't show up, and then that could be the game they lose. It ain't Jalen Brown fault?
3: Okay,
0: all right. I mean, I know you're right. You're right. I see because we have seen it before. Okay, all right, Johnny. Go ahead and choose the next. Uh,
1: well, no, I I didn't get Kyrie's. Uh, I didn't get his uh, final predictions.
3: Yeah, do you um agree
4: with anything that Mar is saying? Do you do I, you think it goes six to seven or is it? There's, one, there's one. one point that Mar made that I really agree with and will definitely be their downfall if they can't get it together, and that's a, their ability to keep leads and to keep teams at arm's length. It and it's I'll say this. That's one of the Boston Celtics' biggest weaknesses is hopping out to a big league and just allowing teams to roar back and them just not having any answers offensively or any cohesiveness offensively for stresses of the game that allows teams to, that, that allows teams to come back. And if you're going to do that against the Warriors and the Chase Center when they're at home it's, and their crowd starts to get into it and Draymond's getting hyped and Steph Curry's hitting threes, it, it's going to get ugly really fast. So that aspect of, of that Martin brought up, I really agree with. But, the whole, I feel like the whole narrative that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum rarely go off at the same time or rarely have good games at the same time has kind of been diminished as the seasons went on, especially since the second half of the season when Boston's turned it up. If you pay attention like really closely during those times when they're losing leads that they've built, or they just have like major cold streaks, yeah, Jason Tatum's missing some shots, Jalen Brown maybe missing some shots, but a lot of those missed shots and those bad just offensive. Possessions come from Marcus Smart launching shots that, and we know he's not an efficient shooter. You have Grant Williams out there falling in love with three pointers, even though he can hit them at a high clip. We've seen that, but still, the combination of him and Al Horford and Derek White just all launching threes and just taking quick shots into the shot clock. That really becomes their downfall, and that allows a team like the Golden State Warriors to capitalize and get fast break opportunities to get up and down the court, which is how they want to play. But I, I, I don't think that narrative. As far as Tatum and Brown not really being able to snap together, I don't think that really stands, and I, I don't think they bring that narrative into the finals. I think they're going to both play well, um, and I think a big a big factor of that is, Kevon Looney, who we mentioned, is going to be brought out to the perimeter a lot more, playing with guys like uh, playing against guys like Al Horford and Grant Williams, who, like I said, love uh, love to uh, shoot the three ball. So with that, I feel like. Of course, you still got Draymond, but Golden State still lacking some size down there without Kevin Looney, and if, if he's bring, being bringing out, brought out onto the perimeter, that gives a lot of opportunity for uh, for Tatum and Brown to, to get closer shots, to get those mid-post touches, to get to the rim, which is where they really excel at, and that's, and that's how they get to build it. I feel like that's when the Celtics are the best, when they're playing smash-mouth basketball, basketball and letting the game come to them. But as far as who I have winning, uh, are, it's going to go seven games, but the part of me wants to give part of me wants to give the slight edge to Boston, and it's mainly because, and I'm not comparing these two teams in either in any way, but it's mainly because what I've seen them do in the first round to the to the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, where they just made them complete non-factors on the offensive end. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going out there saying that this it's a given that Steph Curry. Like Kyrie Irving in that, uh, in that first round series is going to be made a non-factor or that Andrew Wiggins is going to go completely cold because of the Boston Celtics defense and how they trap and how they switch and how they just have an active body on everybody at all times. Um, it's definitely going to, it's definitely going to, uh, be a thorn in their side. And I could definitely see the, the Boston Celtics hanging their hat on that throughout the entirety of the series and, um, making guys like Andrew Wiggins work harder, making Jordan Poole work harder. Um, capitalizing on the inexperience of Jonathan Kaminga and um, Moses Moody, so I, I want to give the I want to give the edge to uh to Boston just because of what I've seen them do to two generational talents in like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in uh in that first round, and I, I think they could bring a lot of same qualities on the defensive end to Golden State, and uh and, and like I said, hang their hat on it and possibly come out victorious.
3: So that's Johnny and
1: Mar going with the Warriors, Kyrie and Lige going with the Celtics. Colin, you're the tiebreaker, sir. Yeah,
0: uh, I think I'm, I'm the tiebreaker. Uh, like I said, I'm going to go with it, the experience. Uh, I'm going with the experience. I feel like experience, the winner's experience really let you down. Uh, you know, you guys tell me what experience has let you down. The wisdom, you know, Uh Like I said before, the bench. I don't feel like the Warriors don't really like anything, besides Kevin Looney. He might be the only weak link uh, in terms of you know the starting five compared to the Celtics starting five because their center is you know is better than Kevin Looney in my opinion. But I feel like overall, Kyrie made some great points, and Mar had brought some key things about Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum too, which you know that's definitely something I want to be paying attention to because that's the making and breaking for the Celtics. Mark is smart. I will. I look at the lineup. You. This is something I want to ask you guys. You guys can chime in. How do you feel about Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, guarding Steph Curry? You think he makes it a difficult series for Steph? Definitely. On him and Jordan Poole. Okay.
4: Just, just about anybody else that plays on the perimeter. He's going to make them, to make them morning. work. They were talking about it this morning, like, specifically for the year, Marcus Smart was the best player, like, guarding Steph.
0: Got you. And And that, for me, Uh, that's the the ultimate, you know, because Klay Thompson, he came from the Achilles, towards ATL. I'm really not expecting a lot out of him. He's going to have his burst here and there, but like I said, I feel like this team is really experienced. They've been through the the storms, and that's why I'm going to give a slight edge to the Warriors, but I feel like the way Marcus Smart plays, how he controls the temple, bringing up the ball, he's not looking to be a scoring option because he's not a scoring option. He's probably the fourth scoring option, and not even that uh, barely, but if he plays defense, yeah, like he's yeah. supposed to. what'd you say, John?
2: I'm i I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Colin. I'm about to say, go ahead, bro, because I definitely yeah, agree absolutely. with
0: that. They just need Marcus Smart to defend, control the temple, not turn the ball over. And I think, you know, this is like, it's going to be a back and forth, haymaker after haymaker. But like I said, I'm going with the Warriors. I'm be giving give a slight edge just because of the experience. One
2: small one small note I want to add to what Colin said, one small note um, with Marcus Smart, he's like he he's definitely the best person on Steph. You know Steph has been annoyed before. He's seen them all. They're gonna pick Marcus Smart's head off. I'm talking screen, 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 screen. So it's gonna it's it's all about the help defense and rotate. It's not gonna be about Marcus Smart. Oh yeah, of course he'll tag him. They're not gonna let him be great on Steph. They're gonna they're, they're gonna and, and Marcus Smart he don't mind chasing. He's gonna get he's gonna get clipped, and it's gonna have to come down to the help defense
3: I think. We'll see how interesting that We'll see how that, how that turns out. All right, Jonan, bring it to the next topic. Oh, sorry about that. So, yeah, um, Tatum, Brown, Horford versus Steph, Clay, and
1: Draymond. It should be exciting. It starts on Thursday night, the NBA Finals. I'm thinking it goes seven games, but that's just me. I'm not going to say – I'm not going to pick a winner, so I'm not going to mess up the score, but I think it goes seven. So moving on, we're going into contract talks now. We know the season is, you know, wrapping up, which means the off season is right around the corner. Guys are looking to get paid. You know, guys are looking to maybe be traded. There's just a lot that's going to happen. But we're going to start the speculation here. DeAndre Ayton, he's uh, he's due to hit free agency this off season. In 2022, he averaged 17 points, 10 rebounds, and 58 games. In the playoffs, he averaged almost 18 points and almost nine rebounds. He's expected to ask for the max deal, which is projected to be about five years, $176 million, if he stays with the Suns. If he goes elsewhere, it's projected to be about four years, $131 million. So I'm going to start with Johnny. do you feel that DeAndre Ayton is worth that kind of max money right now in his career?
2: Um... I don't want to be uh, – I would say yes if this was the yeah, year 1995. Yeah, I would say, bro, I would say yes if this was the year 1995 and the NBA was still run by Vicky. So there's a pattern I've noticed, guys, over the past couple of years. Um, he's going to be asking for the max. Like you said, Um, 17-2, seven, that he's clearly no slouch. The thing that stood out to me, guys, uh, two things that stood out to me, and I think that I don't want to get into policy. I don't want to make this thing political. But that's what the world we live in now, it takes our beloved sports and it turns it into politics so much. I think that he will not get the max, even though know he deserve it, not based off of his numbers, but based off of who he is. He's a center in 2022, and that's very, very tough to get paid, guys. It's very, very tough for big men to get paid nowadays. I think we got – I, um, I had a stat. Um, that, that that really intrigued me came out from a, a, a basketball reference source. It said the four highest players at the center position right now, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic, and Embiid. And I think all of those combined only have one final appearance. Conference. I think that was Embiid, right? Those other guys didn't even get that far. So
3: That was Jokic. Jokic got the conference. No, no,
2: no. the second round.
0: As a Sixers fan, oh, I love know, how Mark just had to correct you. did not skip that conference finals. He did not
2: skip that ahead. conference he finals.
3: <laughs> no,
0: you're
2: not. not. No right, you're right, not. No, you're not. So they don't get. They don't get. They do get no love, bro. They 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 really don't. These are the four those players I named before. They're the top highest paid big men in the league. But the thing is, they don't take their their teams over the hump. So owners. And people that are in control of salaries they're gonna transition that money to the guards to the two ways. This is a different world. it's not a big man control type of league that we live in anymore, and it's not mm. Aiden's off. but I think just based off of that he will he won't get the max and one other stat that stood out to me guys um i had i um it's a stat called uh win share. win shares is a player statistic uh which the attempts divvy up the credit for a success. So basically you're responsible for your team's wins. He averaged, I think he, he was, he was fourth on his team in win shares behind Chris Paul, Mikael Bridges and Devin Booker. So that means like a, even his presence isn't as felt on the court as it should be. So those two stats right there, that, that win share stat, that was very interesting to me. As for those seventeen and ten point uh ten boards he was putting up a game, his impact on the court was was less than that. And on top of that, paying centers isn't really the wave right now. So I do feel bad about that, and that's why I think he will not get it.
3: Mar, do you feel like that's a fair assessment? Do you feel like the league, you know, they don't wanna build around centers? Um, you can say
5: that, but I don't, I I don't think, I wouldn't give him a max. I don't believe he deserves a max. Just for the reason, not even statistics, it's just what I watch, what I see. It's just like, sometimes you don't even know he's there. I mean, sometimes you can blame it on the offense. You can see that, like, they don't give him the ball, but some, like, when you're a big man, you gotta do what Shaq says. You just gotta get the ball up the, like, up the rim. You average 10 rebounds. You gotta just keep getting the ball up the rim, and you gotta do something. And then once they see that you're cooking, they're gonna give you the ball. I just, I just don't see it. I want them to be able to do that. Like, I like DeAndre Hayden, but last year's, I mean, the finals, last year, I mean, that's Giannis, but this year's playoffs, it was just like, like he was playing the white pow. Nah, I, I that's just that's just me.
3: Well, all right. Let me set up two scenarios
1: for Kyrie and Lige and Colin. Um Scenario one: Let's just say the Suns feel like he's worth it. They're gonna pay him the max. Will that be detrimental? And I'll I'll start with Lige. Would that be detrimental to
3: the Suns in the long run? Or do you feel like You know they have every right to pay them,
4: considering what they 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 have. Who else they have due to get paid, which is Michael Bridges and Cam Johnson, which I think they're also also in two like pivotal like skill positions they need to have to to kind of keep themselves in kind of five finals contention and in the future. So I do think it is it'll it'll turn out being a, a bad business move if they do pay eight in the max deal but I will say about eight getting the max I feel like the 170 may be too high but I feel like a team will definitely give him that four-year at 131
1: great point I just I was about to uh, ask that for Kyrie so assuming that the Suns say you can walk you know you can look elsewhere for a contract is there a team in the NBA right now who is that desperate for a center that they're willing to cough up $131 million over four years?
4: I have three teams, um, and I'm going to make it quick just because it's three teams. The first team is going to be the Houston Rockets simply because they're looking to offload Christian Wood. Um, I know it might be a clunky fit, especially with Shen Goon down there, who they, they're they kind of favoring in, in, in part of Christian Wood um, as developing as their big man, but Shen could play the four. And uh will eventually be able to step to the outside. I think adding a guy like DeAndre Ayton, um, who again is, is a double double threat every night, I agree with Mar. I don't think he gets the ball nearly enough for the type of player that he is for the for a guy I've been watching since he was, since he was in high school. I know how dominant Ayton can be and the 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 offensive skill that he has, that he doesn't get to show night in and night out and is kinda of kept in a box like Bam, how I explained Bam was. But it, that also goes hand to hand with team uh with team play. So I definitely think the Houston Rockets, uh, do that because he fits more of the time span as well anyway, in contrast to Christian Wood, who I think is about five or six years older. Um, the next team would be the Toronto Raptors who are looking heavily for big man. Uh, they, I know around the trade deadline, they were trying to get Jared Allen. They were trying to get, uh, Miles Turner and they really just wanted a, a certified like big man down there that they could put with Pascal and Scotty and those boys. And uh I think he could eat there too as well. I, again a double double threat every night. You have a point guard like Fred VanVleet that knows how to put the, he can score himself but could put the ball in other guys' hands. And uh a coach like Nick Nurse that's just gonna get the absolute best out of you on the defensive end. And uh the third team I had in mind was uh damn, I lost it. I had Houston, I had Toronto, oh Detroit. Oh, you were, no, 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 no. Detroit and that's only like because you gotta take the spicy team, dog. What's no, the spicy team, bro? Yeah. Dallas. Nah,
0: <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. But, and, uh, hey, listen, 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 nah. be it large. You been know talk. we
4: talked about this, I know we
0: I know we talked about it, bro. I know. I thought you guys would have said Knicks knowing you guys, but I am like, not Colin, come on, come We're not even Colin, on that wing. Colin, right, Colin, Colin, let me finish,
4: let me finish. I don't want to take up all of the joy time. The Mavs, I, I simply don't think it's going to be done because they just lost to them in the playoffs. I think, Bro, they're, that's I think they're that petty. I think they're that petty that they're going to be like, no, we're not. Or and even if that were to happen in the <laughs> sign and trade, there's, there's, I, I don't feel like the Dallas Mavericks got enough to give to give up for them. I mean, you on, going to unload Burntown's contract and who else?
0: Uh, you could throw my man, Rex Bullock. No way in there, bro. It's not enough. Yeah, it's not Regis enough. Reggie could
2: definitely go though, but
0: that's not enough. Reggie could definitely go though, but that's not Jalen <laughs> enough. Jalen Lillard, Lillard,
2: man, they
4: do know. Listen, right, listen. listen, listen. Right now. I will say this. I will say this. And me and Liza talked about it. A tandem, a tandem of Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton, who were funnily enough drafted in the same year. I think down the line that could be one of the nastiest tandems in the league, especially if. The Dallas Mavericks use that big man right. We've seen them not really have have the luck with Chris Porzingis, and them kind of go towards the whole small ball trend that the whole league is turn, turning towards. But I think if you throw DeAndre Ayton in there, give Luka a steady target to throw the ball to, and to give him some breathe, some breathing room, some breath, like I think that could really work out. But the reason I said the Detroit Pistons is because uh mainly that the fact that they're trying to get rid of Jamie Grant, same kind of situation with Christian Wood in Houston; he doesn't fit their timeline. And he's worth a lot of money. So I think if you throw him in there with a Cade, a Killian Hayes, um, you, you, so you built, you got the fifth pick in the draft this year, even though you're projected top three, but you still can, you can still put some pieces around that. And again, he fits there. he kind of fits their time span. So, uh, yeah, th- those are a couple teams right there. I definitely could see Aiden going to cause, uh, I don't see him going back to Phoenix. I heard there was some beef between him and Monty Williams. We seen that kind of blatantly in the last game where he refused to play him. And uh, he was kind of curt about it in the in the post game press conference when he was asked about it. He didn't really seem interested in talking about it. So I think that relationship is done. Um, and I think those those four teams I just named. I think those would be the front runners to grab them.
1: Now, there's one more team I had in mind, and Colin, I'm going to ask you about this team, a team that has, you know, the cap room, a team Ooh. that's looking for a big man as well as the Pistons and the other teams that Kyrie have mentioned. The Portland mm-hmm. Trailblazers. What uh, about Portland? Lillard, DeAndre Ayton is is
0: seen. That's is another great
4: spot.
0: Uh, see, see, I would love that if we're saying Zach Levine coming aboard because at the end of the day, like I, you know, because like I said, I'm not doubting it. Though that would be a good destination, but I had the Hornets in mind. Lamelo and him would be deadly. Uh, I had that in mind too, but the Portland. I just feel like is Damian Lillard and DeAndre A and enough to take the Portland to the finals? I mean, if you throw in Zach Levine, that's a big three right there. They even have the money like to get that, all three. I think, wow.
4: I think that's like what the trailblazers are
0: looking to do is either grab somebody like Christian Wood and Jeremy Grant and maybe another star. Um They might have to settle with, with – I would prefer Jer- uh, Jeremy Grant, but the Pistons, if they're smart, they wouldn't give Jeremy Grant up. Because you know they got like he's still young, he's twenty eight, he's still young, uh, but you know you can see what happens this upcoming season with him, the fifth, the fourth, the fifth pick the Pistons uh, get, and see where they can work with that in the free agency. But Portland, uh, I I like it. Damian Lillard and Aiden, that would be a nice one two combo. I just feel like you know at this point, Damian wants to win the championship. Is Aiden enough to get him that championship? If you throw Zach Levine, now we're talking. But yeah, uh. Yeah, I like it though. Go ahead, Johnny.
1: All right, and and one final question on Aiton. Uh, before we move on, um, if he does leave, and the consensus is that he, he will likely will leave, uh, how how big of a blow would it be to Phoenix? Does this hurt their title hopes for next year? Who could they find to replace him? This is open to anyone to answer. By the way,
3: Fame I'm just in. Um, I feel like it
1: all
4: depends Rudy, on who they replace him with. I mean, Rudy I, Gobert will play I, the, That's and that's it. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the that's the only That's the one scenario I was about to bring up, and that was something I was reading about earlier. Possibly swapping him with the Rudy Gobert. That kind of does fit Phoenix's, I guess, style better because you're giving Chris Paul a, an, uh, another like vertical threat, another great lob threat, and he's a better defender. He's a better rim protector than Aiden is. But at the same time, you're still losing with Rudy Gobert in comparison to DeAndre Ayton. You're losing uh, some ability to create his own bucket, which can kind of hinder the yeah. Suns. I don't see that. I don't see that being a move that necessarily pushes them over the edge. I think Phoenix is going to try to move towards a uh, like a, a like a smaller lineup. I just see like I just feel like that's what the league is trending towards now. Um, because we've seen Rudy Gobert get exposed in the first round, being too big and not being able to close out on guys shooting, and not being able to contain guards around the perimeter. So uh, I do that. See, I do see
3: that
2: being an option though, but I don't think that takes them over the top. I agree. I don't think it takes them over the top. I just, i for the first thing that hopped in my head because I know he'll come cheaper, but I don't, but like you said, it's a gift and a curse because you're, you get, you get them at a cheaper price, but you also get what you pay for. It.
1: All very valid points. So, I want to move on from one contract situation uh, to another. James Harden, he is also due for a max contract. I mean, he has he's on his <laughs> on the option right now.
3: That so, guy.
2: He's
1: eligible for a five-year, two hundred and sixty-nine million dollar max deal. That that's just an outrageous <laughs> figure, but you know that's what he's worth over you know the course of his career. That's, oh, he's not worth it. Well, I, well, you know, that's what he's projected to be worth, at, at least. So, this is just an open floor question. Anybody not going to go in any particular order. Um, does anyone,
4: I, <laughs> does anyone pull the trigger on this deal?
1: I, I young, think there <laughs> is
3: another team.
4: Yo, if you guys give him that deal... <laughs> Bro, Colin, Jonah
0: I, I Jonah Collins. Y'all know how give I give
4: him I feel. that deal. <laughs> and be sly. No,
0: so listen, I might, you know, I, I here, might be. You already said the y'all stop being the fan. I might stop being the Sixers be fan. I ain't gonna lie. That would eat me alive. Listen, Mark, Harden Harden, that was your man. That, that was your guy. What what you think? Give a personal recommendation. You giving that contract.
3: Bro. <laughs> Bro, I think when he
5: came before he came to our team, I said I don't know what team this man fits on. I don't know where he's gonna play. Cause uh, I uh, just don't know where he fits. Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> and then when no, y'all sorry. got him, and then was, I see what he did with us, and then y'all got him. I was just curious on what he was, gonna, how he was gonna play with Joel. Was he gonna do a pick and roll? Was he gonna? I was just curious. And then you see what he did in uh, Max. No, there's no way. There's no. There's no way yeah. I can depend on Chris Paul to give me twenty points before James Harden, and they're like six years, six years apart. And I,
4: I, I honestly don't get that considering the emergence of Tyrese Maxi. Like I Ty- would be throwing all the money at tired. him.
3: Thank I you. Be throwing
4: all the money Thank at him. Like he's got Max in his name for a reason. He's going to be a Max player one day.
1: Oh like, yeah.
4: Uh, that was
1: cool. Not to butt in, not
4: to button, but I'm telling you,
1: you, you built around Maxi. I love Joel Embiid. I love him. I love him. I love him.
2: But you built that team, All right? And absolutely. Uh, and, and can I just and, and I call me but he's not lying, dude. I just, I just want to drop this one number range real fast. These are the guys in the past who the Sixers have paid. We gave Ben Simmons twenty six mil. We gave Gerald Henderson mm. eight mil. We gave Danny Green twenty mil. We didn't we didn't gave Elton Brand $61 million. Y'all remember that year? Well, I yeah. mean, y'all remember that Like, bro, can we just
3: Don't forget, I'll we... to buy it.
2: Oh, can we just stop? And Matt Geiger, I think they
3: still the paid J- him for a while after he left. Can we just stop? The jail J- head got Oh, <laughs> J- uh, he for real over- though. <laughs> bro, how many? Oh, my and,
2: God. <laughs> he went back. He did a whole throwback. Can they just stop? Can, can, can the picture just learn their lesson? Alec, it's too many players that's robbed them. Let's not do it again.
4: And, and another thing, if y'all pay hard in that much, like, it's going to gonna handicap y'all from trying to, if, if it comes down to it, try to trade him from that line because nobody's going to take that contract
0: can't even get with, a the, bench.
4: with the type of decline that he's been having.
0: We couldn't even get a bench if we honestly gave him that type. If you would really, what bench would we have? It would probably the best be the tennis bench. all over again.
4: Y'all going to be in the, in the same position
0: the as the Lakers lead.
2: Russell Westbrook.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: best tennis all over again. Oh my God.
1: Now it's worth noting that Harden does have the option he has a player option to just you know play for one more year for about 50 million dollars and then he can you know try to raise his stock and
2: maybe get a
1: higher figure I mean he's he's 32 years old does he even play
4: another
0: five years if you were to get a five-year deal uh, well not not
4: not in the same
3: uniform
0: not with his lifestyle he does off the court. You know, you know he, he'd be busy. Oh,
3: please. let's
0: say that. Wait. Real, the
3: was it out.
4: hard to able to sign? A, wasn't he able to sign off on the contract earlier this season but declined it? it so how much was that for? I can't remember how much that was for. It. He would have made less.
5: Yeah,
4: I, know out, been, right? I, I know it would have been less, but I'm, I don't think it was too much
0: less. I can't remember how much he it would have be been. He's, he's going for every penny and dime and nickel and he and i just feel like and he you already heard it at the press conference he said oh yeah i'm it gonna, is, so too gonna much. uh listen if elton brand is well i said elton brand dot rivers said he was coming back whoopty woo what a guy uh yeah, I don't have any expectations for next season. I, I really don't. I don't even know what the right thing to get five days from now. Trade away those first round picks. I said it before. I hate it so much. You picked up Maxie in the 20s. You picked up Matisse Tybull. You picked up some junk in the late first round. You cannot give away those first round picks to James Hart with my man in shape. What, 2018? 2019? Like.
1: Listen, man, the Sixers have broke me, man. Like, they, they could go and get Bradley Bill this summer, and I, I couldn't even be excited for the next season. Because it's just like, that's why I really, I'm broken. I'm broken, I'm, man. It's the second, round at the, it second round at the second round at the second round exit. I don't because know. Because these man. are moves they should have been made. Bradley Bill was
0: available. He did, like, but, boxing But, but Bradley so Bill was still, so like, days after we traded for him. I guess. Did we dodge the bullet, you know, with that? I don't know, but. He tore his ACL not too long after we traded for Harden. so I can't really say. I guess we dodged the bullet with that one. So. Uh,
3: like, Like, that's, that's a search. I'm, I'm
0: looking forward to the Eagles. I'm looking forward to the Eagles. That's
3: all. <sighs> Go Birds, right? Go well, Birds. Well, I mean,
1: if he does, you know, pick up his option and decide to just play one more year here, is there any way he could get any of his value back? I know the hamstring. You know he'll have the whole summer to heal that hamstring.
2: This, he just has to stay. Can and he play.
1: have a resurgence? That's all. Listen, he has listen, to do. listen,
4: listen, listen. This is what you guys will be expecting from James Harden if he comes back next season. And I'm not even about to, I'm not even disrespected or nothing. He'll play. He'll play. He'll play fifty to. He'll play fifty to sixty games for you.
3: That's not. Uh, he'll put up
4: anywhere from I'll say eighteen to twenty one a game. Yeah. He'll get you about six, seven boards. He'll get you about eight or nine dimes. And, my, and that's not bad by any means.
0: But listen, it's not
4: it's not 2015 hard. But at the same time,
0: listen. His, tur-
4: his turnover numbers are going to keep going up. He's not the same three-point shooter he, he's been. He can't make those threes off the step back. He can't make those threes off the moves. He doesn't have the blow-by ability anymore.
0: So, so, so thanks for really, how useless he is, Kyrie. Thanks for showing us how useless now, he
4: is. I'm not describing how useless he is. I'm describing you're going to get a lot of the same qualities of James Harden that we've seen over the years, but a lot of things are diminishing. That's what you have to keep in mind. No, he's Again, crazy. his athleticism, <laughs> his efficiency, that's all diminishing. He's still going to put up numbers. He, he's James Harden. Like I said, I'm not disrespecting
0: him. No, he's not James he, Harden. He, I, it'll I, be I, ugly, though. James, James, James Harden since 2018, buddy. I don't know what James Harden you seeing now.
4: Yeah, just, so you're telling me he can't. He can't give you 18 points a game, though, with like eight, eight or nine. But, nine? That's not,
0: but that's is that worth 200? That would be a step down. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not,
4: I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying. I'm not saying this in in reference to the money or anything. I'm just saying this is what y'all can expect to get from him, straight numbers wise. And that's massively different. And, the, and, and, and honestly, and honestly, I don't.
2: I don't even have him down that consistently. He'll give us 18 points a game, maybe for like a month. But he's gonna dip from that too next month.
3: He's he's that
2: on
4: and off. Yeah, definitely. He it's definitely gonna be on a month by month basis. He he's gonna be hot and cold. But if you sign him to that contract, you know this already. The Sixers know all of this already. That's the thing.
0: Well, don't worry. We're we're we just got bad management, you know, not as bad as the Kings of course, but we got bad management, so you, but, know, yeah, you, you can't, can't say that when
1: Chris not here, man. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, he's a Nuggets fan now. It doesn't apply to him. He, he's oh, nugget. really? Cracking up.
2: He's a Nuggets fan now. He's a <laughs> Nugget fan. <Yes,
0: laughs> he is a certified Die Hard Nuggets fan since 2009. We had, listen,
2: these, we, we have to sanction uh-huh. these types of things. You can't just keep jumping from bus to bus. We
0: have to sanction these types of things. Hey, hey, man. You see, I you hear can, that. Any more
5: Nuggets fans in here? No? All right. Well, let's rent. <laughs> <laughs> it better not be. <laughs> Are you still OKC fan Colin? Oh, that's, yes, that's I yes, I am. Yes, I am, man. SGA.
0: Yes, I am. Hey, yo, I yes. love SGA, bro. You ain't say, yes, I am. Yes, yes I am. Oh, you wow. Every
5: time I met you. Colin, That's the
0: good. first time I met you, you were an OKC fan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to put that out there. Hold on, hold on buddy. I was a Texas they OKC fan. I know that. That's what oh i I was a Sonic fan, but I was an OKC fan too.
4: Uh, I, a I, oh, he's going to pull the Sonic. I'm
1: like, on,
0: hey, listen I'm, thinking, listen, I'm not no phony. I'm not no one trick. Hey, I'm yo. Little, just like, you know, <laughs> laid back. since I was a little kid, man. Since I was young. All right. But that concludes episode 63 of the restricted zone podcast. I want to give a big shout out to Joni. Thanks a lot for meeting in this episode. I'm sure the, the viewers are definitely yes, like And thanks a lot for Lodge, Kyrie, Mar, and Johnny, especially you guys. Appreciate you guys for coming on, making this episode exciting. Hopefully the viewers appreciate and enjoy as much as we did recording this. And we will definitely be more consistent. Be in tune for the next episode. It will be an NFL episode we will drop and then. After that, you can also follow us on Instagram. The link is inside the description. All Every episode is on every platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Anchor, etc., ready for Android iPhone. Awesome. You can tune into it, and we are free, no charge, too. So thanks a lot, everyone, for
1: tuning in. Don't
0: forget in to follow in. us on Instagram, too. Hey, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. That will be under the whole description with uh, the link to the episode. So thanks a lot for tuning in. We enjoy it, and have a great day, everyone.